0: From the rooftop to your doorstop and everything in between, it's Mr. Fix-It, Tim Noteboom on It Takes Two with Amy and JJ.
1: He's in the house, Mr. Tim Noteboom. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Good to see you. Yeah. Great to be here. It's good to see you in what feels like April or May, it but is, it's February. It is. February. And, and we still have
2: winter coming. At some point, it's going to show up. I know.
1: I know. We're going to get but, 40 inches of snow in March and April. Well, uh, I mean, that's not real, <laughs> but... I, let's not be surprised when it right, happens, right. okay?
0: They like to say that Mother Nature doesn't come back at you, right? But I kind of feel like
2: maybe she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah should've been our old wives' tale. <laughs> it'll make its way around.
1: Yes, it will. Tim, no boom, any projects you're working on in your house, house uh, these days?
2: Really, the, the last thing I did uh, not that long ago was repaint the inside of our entry door. Uh, hmm. Our entry door and side lights uh, we painted the room or had the room painted, but then they didn't do the door because we thought oh, I'll be fine. Well, then after a week or so, Tammy's like, you know, that doesn't match. And I'd really like that painted the same color as the wall. <laughs> and so so I went and had some paint mixed up and, and it's a it's a, a metal door. And the, the side lights are, I don't know, I, I'm thinking there's some sort of metal. They weren't fiberglass. Some are fiberglass. You get both. Um, but it painted real easy.
1: You painted um, the metal door.
2: Yeah, on the inside uh, because it's it's a controlled temperature on the inside. If you can paint the outside, you need to use some uh, different type of paints that can bond better to a door that goes from 30 below to 120 degrees in the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we painted the insides, yeah.
0: When you're painting something like that, I always worry, well, what happens if I accidentally scratch it? right yep. so like is there something you can do i mean are you just painting it and they've got enough additives in the paint these days to make it bond or are you having to do a sealant over the nope
2: i was able to uh table just paint right over the top of the existing paint that was there and so it, it bonds really well and uh, has a nice finish to it um you know if you're worried about some scratches they have um you can get some paints with a little more enamel finish to them that are a little harder finish uh, they're also a little glossier sometimes so you got to depend on if you want the the semi-gloss look or a flat look or what you're looking for but but get you know just go to a good paint store and tell them what you want to do and, and they'll they'll hook you up with the right product
1: this is an interesting question tim noboom how do i know if a building permit is required for my renovation project
2: yep. um each city uh, is a little different on their requirements most of the time if it involves anything structural at all for sure you need one Um, if you're, it's, it's strange, even though changing shingles isn't necessarily structural, you need a permit for that, uh, windows most of the time you need to permit for that. If it's a cosmetic thing, just changing some trim out and doing things, then, then it's not an issue. But if, if you are rearranging rooms or doing anything at all, structural, then you do need a permit for sure. Okay. I think when in doubt, right? when in doubt, you just can call you, yep. call
0: your city office and yep. get and just on the good side. You know, yeah. start off right. And because I've seen projects where people have had to tear down drywall to show the inside because they ran some electrical and they didn't think it was right. needed to be permitted or inspected, and turns out it did.
2: Yep.
1: Uh, okay, let's get to the phone lines. I think it's Greg. I couldn't hear him very well. Greg, you're on KFTO with Mister Fix It.
2: When you have uh, a planked floors, vinyl plank and one of them starts to lift up and i know why because it's on an uneven floor
1: is there a way to repair that Hmm.
2: well um probably the best thing if if it's a glued down vinyl plank uh, i mean you can try to get a little bit of glue under that corner and and weight it down Um, but if there's any type of debris or any other glue in there it's not going to line up real well so sometimes you're best off pulling that whole plank out if you happen to have a spare and then Gluing and, and placing a whole new sheet down, rather than trying to hold a corner down. Um,
1: yeah these these are not uh, these are not glued down. They're
2: they're floating. Oh, it's a floating one. So it's an interlocking floor. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it, what's happened is uh, along the long edge, it's
1: uh, it must have That's... disconnected, and it's starting to lift.
2: Okay. Yeah. Then. Then you might have to take out several on the way to the closest wall and start back over with that unless it's got some moisture on it. Sometimes they really shouldn't disconnect unless they've got moisture or they've swollen or or shrunk enough uh, that they've moved and then disconnected. But but yeah, you might end up having to take off 10, 15, 20 pieces to get it all laid back together.
1: Sure. Sure. You can't just cut the edges off and, and glue it down.
2: Well, not if it's a floating floor and you want it to continue because the other floor is going to move around it possibly. Sure, um, sure. And then you'll have one that's stationary and then those two or three around it are going to start moving. And then you'll have gaps and and buckle or something. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. A little more involved thanks, than, thanks. than you're thinking. Yep. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thank you.
1: Thanks for the call. What renovation adds the most value to your home? It's a Boy good that, question. That
2: sounds like an Eric Hatch question. Yeah, uh, it really does.
1: I mean, but well, you used to be a home inspector, uh, home I guess. Inspector, Maybe yeah. you have some perspective um, from
2: that point of view. You know, value, uh, perceived value is, is going to be things that are pretty visible to people looking at the house, which are going to be, does it have uh, um, an open floor plan? If you're, if you're talking about renovations, uh, looking at a 1980s house that is split up quite a bit and and has a bunch of little rooms or or you can't see the. Dining room, living room from the kitchen type of thing to open that up. Open floor plans are are a a good idea possibly. Um, I mean, there's always cosmetic things you can do with carpets and paints just to freshen the house. Um, If you start to renovate bathrooms and kitchens, those are your most expensive renovations to do. And so sometimes it's hard to get a good return on that one other than you get the selling factor. Because people, you get the wow factor from people, and your home might sell quicker because it's got those things. But you might not get the dollar for dollar return.
0: But that's exactly what I was going to say, Tim. Is that yeah. some people think, "Well, I spent forty thousand dollars on my kitchen, so now my house is it worth forty thousand dollars more." more. Yeah, that's and that's not always the case right. because a lot of times you're updating things that were should have been in, be updated yep, anyway. Yeah.
2: So so yeah, you, your forty thousand dollar remodel, it, it might be worth a thirty thousand dollar change. But it's gonna attract a buyer quicker because it's it's there.
0: I've even heard people say, Well, you know, I put fifteen thousand dollars into my landscaping, which is great if you're attracting somebody who wants to buy a house that has beautiful landscaping, but some people might say, Gosh, look at all That's that work left, I'm yep. gonna have to do. Right. And so it is it is interesting. I would always say talk to the your preferred agent. Yep. And let them tell you, hey, listen, this is the trend right now. It's better for you to just have a carpet allowance then replace the carpet because who knows if this new family wants that yeah, they particular might want level a, of shag.
2: I want a solid surface. They might want something other than carpet, and the same with paints. I mean, if it's really dated and really bad, you you could just do some cosmetic things uh, on, on a budget-minded thing but then keep everything very neutral.
0: Yeah, bingo, right? I mean, yep. that's the thing. You want to keep it as as plain as yep. possible so that someone can envision their art hanging on the wall, right. their couch in the living yep. room. Uh, Tim, another question at 35270. Tim, nope, boom. He's Mr. Fix-It around the KFGO studios. Any ideas on radon pipe installation? Installation, excuse me. Does it have to be in the middle of the basement or a corner Fine, where the sump hole is located?
2: Well, yeah, typically the the source of the radon is going to be at a sump pit or some sort of open source in the concrete uh, because the radon lives below the concrete in the soil in in the earth down there and it finds its way through either through a crack or through a sump pit typically and so it's best to just come right off of the sump pit seal the lid on that put a vented pipe there and then duck that outside
0: yeah um also i talked to a a friend of mine who they had they did like a home radon test and it was coming in at like 10 okay and they said well so we have to do something i'm like yeah you had to do something yesterday at this point point. And they said, you know, it's amazing because when you start looking into radon mitigation, it is so common. When you really, once you know what to look at at homes, all of a sudden you're going to notice a lot of homes in our area that yep. are using radon mitigation systems. Right.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's becoming more prevalent, more common. And um, it was a very hot topic, you know, 10, 15 years ago when it first, you know, became a big thing. And now it's, now it's commonplace. Yeah, you see it everywhere.
0: Mr. Fix-It, Tim NoBoom is in the studio. Mr. Fix-It, this is a text for you at 35270. I want to insulate and sheetrock my garage. Do you think I will need a permit?
2: Uh, Good question. Um, Probably, if you're going to do electrical work, yes. If you're going to heat it, yes. Um, otherwise, I would probably go without it right just insulation yeah. and sheetrock like yep. i think
0: you'd be fine I with that you'd be fine
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: but again if in doubt if in doubt just call if... just call call your yeah. city <laughs> they'll, they'll be more than happy to tell you and it's better to err on the side of caution i don't think that there's any difference of blown in insulation versus bat insulation but you never know they might be interested in it yeah also, I think one of the things, too, is by pulling a permit, it helps with establishing the price of your home, too. So in, when you're making upgrades, that affects your home price, which then affects property taxes. So. Mr. Fix-It with Tim Noteboom, you can get a hold of us at the Laney Studio line here at KFGO, 701-237-5948. You can also text us at the KFGO Text Club, sponsored by Adventure RV, 35270. Okay, Tim, let's clean up some of these text messages. Wondering if I should be concerned about penny-sized holes or smaller in my vinyl siding. Found a few over the years here and there. Can rain get in there and cause moisture damage?
2: Correct. Penny, sized um, penny holes. size is pretty good size when you, when you think about it. Um, yeah, once you start developing that, if it's just a crack, then a lot of times moisture can't get in there. Once you start getting, you know, a pencil size or a penny or anything bigger, yes, we can get some moisture in there, but more importantly, you start getting insects maybe that can start going in there. Um, I've seen bees nest behind the siding and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we want to get that sealed up if you, you know, time being if, if you can't find a piece of siding to replace it with um fill it with some colored caulking or something or paintable caulk and you know just fill the hole up or some uh um even carbondo or any like putties that would dry and be paintable um get something in there and, and just cover that hole
0: okay what i mean should they be concerned about these showing up it sounds to me like maybe a bird
2: Something uh, like that. It could be a bird. It could be a rock from the lawnmower. It could be something else that caused it. But, but yeah, it, it's it's going to start creating some problems.
0: Okay, um, ballpark I, figure on a two thousand square foot home renovation. Was One was wondering and three if, quarters bath two bedroom. <laughs> I was I was
1: wondering if you were going to take the impossible question. Ballpark figure on a two thousand square foot home renovation. I wow, guess, I, I where do you start? Yeah, right. um,
2: uh, renovation. Uh, does that mean just carpet and paint well then you know maybe you're going to spend ten thousand dollars painting and carpeting or flooring you know are you taking carpet out and putting solid surface flooring and are we taking taking walls out are we doing a bathroom or a kitchen and fixtures um so i mean that that could be a it's kind of a loaded question it's hard to answer is it a ten thousand dollar cosmetic renovation or is it a $50,000 or $100,000 makeover.
0: Okay, let me ask you this question, kind of piggybacking on that. If a homeowner wants to save some money and they're doing a renovation, are there things that you think would be safe for them to do that they could save money on? So for example, um, if they're having new carpet put in and it's going to cost them $700 to get the old carpet taken out and brought to the dump, I mean, are they safe to pull their own carpet?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I would. uh, You know, there are things like that you can say, talk to your installer, talk to the project person if if it happens to be flooring and say, hey, you know, if I tear this out myself, how much will it save? Um, And then look at what you have for uh, landfill fees or something and and the time involved. But, yeah, you might want to take that out. Wear a mask because it's going to get dusty. It's going to get a little dirty. Um, But then at least you have some control over how the stuff is getting out of the house, Mm -hmm. sweep it up good, things like that, prep it for him. So there could be some savings there. The same if you're uh, um, going to re-drywall a section of the house and they were going to tear this out or take some sheetrock off or open up a wall. You could say, yeah, I can take that sheetrock out and haul it away. Um, But so that there are places to save money. There are some places that just aren't worth your time.
0: You know, you mentioned Eric Hatch earlier. One of the best things he ever taught me, he goes, my best tool in my toolbox is my checkbook. (laughs) And it seems like some of those are great ways to save money. But by the time you get into it, you might realize, you know what, your three weekends it took to do this was worth more to you to be able to spend time with family and what you love. Yep. Versus, you know, home remodeling is it's tough on marriages. It's tough on your sanity. <laughs> even There's even a just the
2: decision making process can be hard on on relationships. Um, deciding colors and styles and textures and pieces and uh, light fixtures and things like that can be can be difficult.
0: The, this question: We have a brick overlay on our cement steps uh, that are starting to chip on the surface. Any recommendations on the best way to repair this? If not, who locally could repair it?
2: Uh, chips in the brick are probably something that really aren't repairable unless you're going to replace the brick. Um, and if you're going to replace one, uh, it might be by the time they get the one out of there and take all the mortar out and then put one back in. Um, it, it may end up being a total overhaul of that, uh, row of bricks to make it look right
0: Uh, have you seen where someone has one of those it's it's like a poured but it's hollow in the middle like concrete steps and they maybe put too much ice melt on it and it starts to kind of flake away yep is there there's nothing to do once it starts that process Once, once
2: it starts flaking and you get down to some of the you know the rock or the backing or whatever all the all the good hard finish is gone um they make some vinyl cement patches that you can spread over it it's a pretty thin product, uh, and it, it works for a short amount of time, but then maybe in a year or two or three, you're going to end up doing it again because it, it's not thick enough to actually get a good bite on anything or hold well. So
0: Okay. Let's stick with cement. This person wants to know, cement block versus poured foundations. Your preference. Uh,
2: well, my preference, if, uh, if I, dollars don't matter, then it would be poured foundation. Um, if it's going to be a good place for block basements or a good application, uh, sandy soils, uh, so there's not a lot of pressure from the, from the earth or expanding, you know, moisture. Um, so that's a good application or if it's garden level or split level, so you're not got an eight foot block wall. Um, I would try to shy away from full eight foot basements with block walls in our, uh, region of the soils here because it's all clay and hard. Uh, heavy soils and when it gets wet and expands and contracts it pushes that block pretty easy um so that would be my choice there and again if it's a dollars and cents thing uh or if dollars doesn't matter because poured is going to cost you more uh but again it's do you want um you know do you want kleenex or just want a piece of toilet paper to blow your nose with sure yeah yeah
0: name brand i like that (laughs) uh mr fix it um what county office can I, can I get a hold of about radon? So if someone is interested in radon, who should they be talking to in their county itself? In the, in the county office? Hmm. Um, I know that like for Cass County, if you search Cass County radon, they provide a certain amount of tests every year that you can get a hold of, but they're usually okay. snapped up pretty snapped quickly. Up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're talking about mitigation specifically... Uh, I mean, I guess I I would call someone who's who does a pro at it who does medication. Yeah, yeah, they'll know yep. exactly what to, who who to talk to about yeah. that. Yeah, I
2: think in Moorhead they've got some Environmental Services Department or something that that might lead you in the right direction.
0: And that's something you know don't sleep on that. No, you know. And do you need going down in your basement? Are you going to die tomorrow? No, but radon is the second, the number two cause of lung cancer in the United States behind smoking. Okay, And yep. it is one of those things where you don't smell it. It just is sitting in your basement if yep. you happen to have it come up and it's very prevalent in our neck of the woods. It, you know, some pits are a great spot where yep. it likes to seep into your house. So if you have if if you've never tested your basement for radon and your home is over, let's say over thirty years old, You should get it tested. I did last year, and I I was surprised.
1: We just tested ours a couple of months ago, actually, because we've lived in the house now for a decade, Mm -hmm. and so it probably hasn't been tested in a decade, and I don't even remember if we got it tested when we moved in. So it just felt better to have it tested. It was fine, but it just felt better to have it tested. And
2: and now winter readings will vary from summer readings. Oh, Because winters, the house is closed up a little more, and it, it... not as active uh, as far as windows and fresh air. So you'll actually get a better reading now, right, than you would? would, Typically, it would be higher this time of year.
1: Mm, Interesting. Mr. Fix-It, my front cement steps have a raised aggregate finish. It has a crack in one corner. Is there a fix?
2: Um, Well, you're not going to be able to get that crack, you know, get it sealed back together or bonded. But what I would probably do with that crack or anytime I'd get a crack in concrete that I didn't want it to grow any further is to seal that crack, uh, mm-hmm. get a product, fill it in. So no more water gets in that crack. Cause what happens this time of year, freeze thaw um, water runs down it gets in those cracks and at nighttime it freezes and when water expands, it freezes or freezes it expands and it pushes that crack open further and further. So, so the first thing I would do is get something in there and fill that crack.
1: Okay. On the topic of radon, someone said there's a device called the Echo Cube you can buy off of Amazon. It is a 24-hour a day monitor for radon. Will give you nice tables as far as past radon levels. Hmm. Interesting. I know we've we even talked about that during an IMA doctors that there are, you know, these little radon tests that you can buy on Amazon right. and sort of test it yourself as well. And then if there is some yeah, legitimate it, concern on your part. You can bring in.
2: Then you bring in the, the yep. professional to, to bring a monitoring system over for a couple days, and then they can get a, a more of a clear reading.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. um Did we get to this Zillow one? No. I mean, I don't know that we can really answer this. <laughs> this is other the second than,
0: unanswerable question of yeah, Mister Fix It.
1: How does Zillow get so much detailed information on properties? I imagine that it's just from previous sales of your house like everything is online you can kind of find Yeah, right? I think
2: they're just doing comparables and kind of random random things based on neighborhood, age of the home, square footage. They they probably have an algorithm that says it's this right. many square feet and in this neighborhood and the houses are 2010 I houses mean, and boom.
1: We do know from previous conversations with many real estate experts on this show that Zillow is often wildly inaccurate.
0: Yep. <laughs> don't trust <laughs> With that With its information.
1: So, uh, so don't trust it. Um, I know people s- still look at it, but I wouldn't trust it 100%. Right. Um,
0: let's go back to your contractor days for a second. Yeah. So, incredibly nice winter we're having right now. People are thinking about spring, they're thinking about summer. What's the advance time that you think someone should reach out to a contractor if they're thinking about doing a project? Now, of course, everyone's different and you're right. chosen contractor, but I mean, yeah. should you be mad if someone says that they can't start until July 1st?
2: No, that's going to be the commonplace now. Um, so if you're trying to get a project done this year at all, this summer, this spring, you need to get on that now to get on that, that bus and and get in line because things are going to fill up quickly. Um, products are getting more readily available now. And, you know, we had a big mess trying to get product. Um, but now the, the labor stuff changes because it's people, uh, their, their work schedules have changed from when, uh, we used to do things 20, 30 years ago. So, so they're not filling their workforce like we did back then. So yeah, they're going to be pushed out five, six, eight months, um, so get on those projects.
0: So if you want something done by my birthday in October, you're calling right yep, now. Yep, start making those <laughs> calls. It doesn't
2: hurt to doesn't hurt to make those calls. Uh, you're not out or anything.
1: Tim Nopu, Mr. Fixit here on KFGO. We'll see you back here March sixth from one to two o'clock. Perfect. Sounds see you good. then.